This is a basketball game. Oh, my gosh. So the Warriors are just going to win it all, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, said th- I said they were going to sweep the conference finals in the finals. I did say that. Yeah. yeah well, sweep. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's looking it. like it. Yeah, it is. I said Grizzly. They're going to beat the Grizz in six, sweep the Suns, and then sweep whoever wins the East. Sweep. Yeah, you've picked uh, back-to-back sweeps. <laughs> Eight wins in a row from the Warriors to win the title. I've got some notes on that. Maybe why the Warriors will sweep to the championship. Hmm. It's only 23 now. Boston. Miami went on a little run. Yeah, a, a, a fucking seven-point run. <laughs> hey, it's got to start somewhere. I guess so. Hey, Bo, you ready to go? Mm, I think I need another hour. Then I'll be ready. That's fine. Just come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be <Let's> done. Go. <laughs> I'm the one that drags us down. I got hams tonight. I saw that. We got old style tonight. Like 300 years of beer making experience in yeah. front of me. <laughs> Classics. That's like, the, that's like the Celtics and Lakers, the Minnesota Lakers. I'm going to have a hams. I don't think I've ever had one. Pops came back from Indiana last week. Comes mm. over this afternoon. It's got... Hey, I got I've got something for you. It's got two thirty packs. Yes, Craig is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the beer. I somehow make these last. I've never had a hams. <clears throat> oh, mm. they're good. I'm gonna have one. I want to know what you think, Ryan. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, <clears throat> I'll take a hams here in a little bit. You can go ahead and get out of there if you want to. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. Tastes like a light beer. Ready? Let's go. Mm -hmm. Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 110. It's Monday night, May 23rd, 2022. Thank you for listening. Who is here with me tonight? In studio... It's Brian Clark. Hi. Hi, Brian. Happy Monday. Yes. 
Happy Monday to you as well. <laughs> and coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota, is Bo Brady. Heidi ho. Hello, Bo. Doing all right tonight? Yeah, doing well. Good. What are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk hoops. We're going to stay up super late. Mm. Mm. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk lots of hoops. Everything. Um, please visit houseofhoops.com. If you don't know the website by now, it's H-A-U-S of hoops.com. We hope you enjoy. an oldie <laughs> an oldie but a goodie you gonna give grant williams a tech for that <laughs> yeah we're watching the miami heat boston celtics game live Fourth quarter just started. What's the score? 24-point Celtics lead? Hmm. I didn't see anybody get a tech. Somebody got a tech? He hit the basket. He, he punched hit. it. He punched it? Yeah. So, like, he hurts his shoulder on that play, and then he... Oh. Oh, there it is. <clears throat> We're just behind you. Oh. You guys not watch... You don't have an antenna, Jeff? Not in the studio. Everything is streaming. Uh. I don't know if Miami's got enough firepower to come back in this game. What do you think, Bo? Uh, not tonight. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Brian? Can Miami hoist up enough threes to, in 12 minutes? Well, I mean, they'd have to start taking shots early in the shot clock, which they haven't been doing. So, no. Mm -hmm. Burning too much. They burn too much clock in the third, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. They're down 30, and they're just passing the ball around. Dicking around. Fucking, like, score. Like, you you got to score. It didn't seem like enough sense of urgency. Mm -mm. So, uh, Bo, how you doing, bud? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, man. Kids are staying up later and later. The sun's not going down soon enough. But that's okay. Is their school year over? No, they, get, they go till June 10th. Oh, geez. Congratulations. It's yes. late. Y'all start in mid early August. We don't start till after uh, around Labor Day. It's about the time the finals will be starting or ending. <laughs> Kids will be getting out of school. The finals will be ending. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. What have you yeah. been up to? Started a, a landscaping project. Uh-uh. Why? We've got kind of 
the spot in our yard that would be a nice nice for a patio but we don't want to make we're going to just tear out what the existing landscape like there's these rock beds that are back there and i've removed all the rock and pulled up the edging for that and there's some sod to remove i'm going to do that and we're going to put some weed guard stuff down and put some sort of either pea gravel or like class five limestone, something like that, some kind of patio like that. Mm. Do it kind of not necessarily spend $45,000 on proper stone, uh, stone pavers and make it more about the seating area and less about spending a lot of money. You're going to put that grass, you're going to put that over the grass, the rocks. Yeah. There's not, I mean, if you saw the space, it would, you would, you could visualize it. It makes sense. Oh, okay. All right. What else have you been up to? <laughs> you see that guy giving a bird to the camp, like to the I whole miss, world on ABC? <laughs> I miss that. That kid in the stands is just blatantly on um, camera giving a bird. All right. This past weekend <laughs> in Minneapolis, there's there's a huge art scene in Minneapolis, and there's a couple, couple of big buildings that host artist space artist spaces i guess you would say studios and whatnot Mm -hmm. and there's a bunch of small studio spaces too in northeast minneapolis and they have in the spring and in the fall they have what they call art world and this was the first like proper art world in two years Mm. so they they had that this past weekend so we went to that and um yeah it's fun to walk around look at different studios and what artists what art they have and chat with people and people watch and did you buy some art kate bought a piece of pottery i didn't see anything i liked i'm pretty particular pretty narrow-minded when it comes to art uh if it's not dark and stormy (laughs) it's not for me (laughs) i'm just kidding i like photography i didn't there was not a lot of photography stuff and i like oil paintings and mixed media stuff as well I didn't see anything that caught my eye. Yeah. Why force it? Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Brian? What have you been up to? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. What you been doing? Uh, nothing really, man. Yeah. Watching some basketball. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Nothing really new <laughs> and exciting to report here. No. no. No real no real home projects. No. Nothing exciting. That's okay, though. What's going on in the world? Uh, well, there's there's COVID still. Yeah, some COVID going around. It's a still it's still affecting people on a daily basis. Yes, which is wild. I don't, this thing may never go away, huh? Yeah, just always be some bullshit. There's, there's always going to be some COVID. I think forever. It could mutate down into something that's like you know less effective on our daily lives, but <clears throat> it's it's still there. Yeah. Still there, and people are still catching it. Mm-hmm. Celtics just went up thirty again. Sheesh! Over. I got something we can all relate to yeah. randomly. What? I looked up the trade-in value of my twenty fourteen Subaru Outback. It's like between fifteen and seventeen thousand. Mm. I'm like, what? Is that good? I, I would have thought it would be like six thousand for a trade-in. Mm. I guess. No, used cars are holding their value right now. Mm-hmm. 
I know it's crazy. Increasing in value. Yeah, if, if you if you want to buy a car, now it's not the time to do it. Not a used one. Not a used one. The new ones are about twice what mine trading value is, which is bizarre. Yeah, anyway. if I mean, if you go to buy a new car, you're waiting months anyway because there's mm-hmm. like there's nothing on the lots. We went through this last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many miles does that Subaru got? Seventy-seven. That ain't bad. Seventy-seven thousand. It's about average, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? Uh, <clears throat> this coming Friday is. Um. feel like we've been talking about this oh. for about mm, ever since we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think you and Laddie talked about it and I just tuned it out immediately. Well, huh? what? What? You know what? Is it my homework assignment now? It's finally happening. This Friday, Top Gun Maverick comes out and I know because it's been on my Twitter feed 24-7 for a whole week with all the money they spent advertising this movie (laughs) they probably could have made another entire movie but I can't wait can't wait to skip work Friday and go see Top Gun in the IMAX. <laughs> Leave your phone in the car. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I thought the guitarist on that was like Steve Vai or like something like that. It's not. Yeah. It's Billy Idol's guitarist. Nice. It's a sick anthem. This is how the old... This was the intro song to the old video game. Yeah, I'm a little excited. I swear to God, if Top Gun... If Maverick ends up in space, I'm going to lose it. (laughs) If he flies an airplane into space to save the world or something. Uh Uh-huh. Pretty, pretty badass. I can't wait. We're going, right? Yeah, we gotta go. When are we going? I think we'll wait through the weekend. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be enough time. Yeah, for either of us to go during the weekend. I'm thinking Monday pre-podcast. Ooh, I like it. I gotta wait and see what the show times are. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what they're gonna be, but we'll go. We'll get a posse together somehow. We'll let people know that we're going, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
and see what happens. You know, Monday is uh, Monday will be Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah. You gonna go watch Top Gun on Memorial Day? Hell yeah! I think I, I think that's exactly what I do on Memorial Day. Goddamn right. It's happening, <clears throat> dude. I watched this interview of Tom Cruise after the making of the first Top Gun. <laughs> He went from like this very lethargic state during the interview mm-hmm. to when they started talking about the uh, flying and the uh, fighter jets mm-hmm. and everything. He starts all of a sudden he sits up on the edge of his chair. And he's like getting really into it. And mm-hmm. he's like, we had three cameras in the cockpit. <laughs> and I got the plane behind me on this side. And it goes over the other side and the cameras catch me looking through the... <laughs> cockpit window to see where he went <laughs> he's like the g-forces and he's got so into it he was clearly super into the mm-hmm. making of that movie finally now he gets to come home he gets to, yeah <laughs> he gets to relive it he got to relive it he got to yeah that old interview is so hilarious <laughs> he was so fired up you could tell he was like he had become a fighter pilot <laughs> He's like I hung out with these guys, hung out with these guys. He like became one of them, right? Like uh, he had to he had to like he had to like slip into their skin. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he fucking became a fighter pilot. They had to get into their heads. He, they showed a clip of him like hanging out with some of the guys, mm-hmm. and God damn, I wish I could remember more of it. But he's like wearing his shades inside. Like, oh yeah, lounged aviators. Yeah, yeah, lounged in a chair like. Pretending like he's barely paying attention. Mm-hmm. He's just embodying the essence of a like a badass fighter pilot guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Like the attitude, everything. <laughs> I wonder I guess those guys probably thought he was pretty cool, you know. Going through all that. Yeah, he's out to sea on the aircraft carriers and everything. It was a pretty funny interview. But yeah, I'm ready for that. Been looking forward to it. For two years. For so long. Because they just kept delaying it and delaying it. So I guess they couldn't finish the film because of, you know, COVID. Well, I think Mr. Cruz said he wouldn't release it to streaming. Yeah. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he wanted like a theatrical release, mm-hmm. like a real mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, so that pushed it back even more. This could be pretty big. Like, have there been any? I don't go see a lot of movies in the theater. Have there been any big movies to premiere in the theater? I guess the Batman. I guess. I don't. I wasn't super into yeah. it. This comes out, and then like next month, the. What they're saying is the final installment of the Jurassic Park series oh, comes yeah, out yeah, next month, yeah. so it's it's definitely summer movie mm. blockbuster time. This could be this for could the be first time big for for theaters. Yeah, Day definitely. Weekend, Top oh, yeah. Gun. Oh yeah, this is the uh, resurgence they need. Yeah, I don't know. It could be big for Monkeypox too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'm risk. The, I'll I will risk monkeypox. I don't want that shit to go see <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. I'll go, but I mean, I'm gonna wear my rain suit, <laughs> gloves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, movie theaters, I think, I feel like they got by for so long making so much money. And maybe they weren't prepared for a two-year hiatus. Mm -hmm. This should be a good shot in the arm for theaters. I think Top Gun's going to be, it's going to be a huge event. I think it's going to be a huge movie. It could, it could be a record breaker. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't know if the young kids are as interested as like the guys that are in their 30s yeah. and 40s and 50s or even older. It's hard to say if young people are interested. Are people that are in college, are they interested in Top Gun Maverick? Do they even, they, well, I think a lot of people don't even know the story. Probably have no idea. They don't even know what Top Gun is. Hmm. They ain't got no money anyway. I don't know any young people. They so. ain't got no money to go to theater anyway, Bo. No. You will know, know young people at some point. When all your kids start growing up. You're going to be so tapped in, it's going to make you sick. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> They're going to like normal things. More, what do you mean normal things? Like punk rock and skateboarding, golf, running. <laughs> you can't. I guess your kids do kind of follow in your footsteps, but you never know. I'm looking at these like top ten opening weekends. Uh huh. What's a f is one of them Top Gun the original? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed they'd all be like Harry Potter and stuff like that because like a bunch of kids go see that. You know. Mm -hmm. you just imagine like a bunch of kids going all at once. Okay. Or like the I don't know like the the Minions movies or whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Biggest opening weekend, mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame. What? Ever? That's what it says here. Huh. They're all, it's like Marvel movie, Marvel movie, Marvel movie, Star Wars. It's comic books and Jurassic oh, World. The 2019 Lion King. Did not see that. Yeah, it's all, it's all like, it's all like Disney and Pixar and. I saw the Marvel. first Lion King in the theater on a date. Oh yeah? Yeah. With this girl, I think her name was Jennifer. She had curly hair. We held hands the whole time. My hands got really sweaty. <laughs> I think, no, that was a different movie. That was Terminal Velocity with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Lion was, King was some other broad. <laughs> I just pulled up another one that was like big. It's just on Wikipedia, biggest worldwide openings on record. And yeah, number one is, is Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, people love some Avengers. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, Avengers Infinity War is number two. Don't know the difference. Is there a difference? Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is number three. Number four, surprising, The Fate of the Furious. Which one is that? That was... <laughs> Five? Um, it's the sequel to Furious 7. Oh. The eighth installment in the <sighs> Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, that's a, that's a, not a young people. I feel like that would have been older people. Yeah, older people have money to go to movies, mm -hmm. and they still like care about movies. Okay, keep going, keep going. Oh, you want to keep going? Yeah. Number five, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Don't know what that is. Number six, Jurassic World. I have a feeling this next Jurassic yeah. Park movie is going to be big. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I didn't realize that many people were into like. The Jurassic Worlds. They're all coming back and they're in the streets running wild. Yeah, that's right. They're it's gonna all going to be awesome yeah. as shit. Yeah, it's like Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Yeah. 
I mean, Jeff Goldblum's like been in all of them anyway, though, right? No. He? No? No, no, no. Just no. thought he had. No, 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 no. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't keep up with that stuff. Uh-huh. So what else? Is that There's it? a Harry Potter on there. I knew, I knew there'd be a Harry like It's the last. I'm assuming the last Harry Potter. I don't know. And the Deathly Hallows Part 2. I think that's the last Harry Potter. We got a Captain Marvel. Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's all time box and office? And a weekend or? Opening. Opening. Okay. Rounding it out, number 10, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, this is uh, it's a lot of damn Marvel movies, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This list charts films the 50 biggest worldwide openings. Okay. So, yep, definitely looking forward to some Top Gun, Maverick. I just want to see what happens. Bo, mm-hmm. you watched some Atlanta this week, right? That's correct. I watched some Atlanta. Which mm. ones did you watch? Did you watch them all? No, I'm uh, the last one. I watched. I'm watching them in order. And I watched the last one. I watched was the one with the college scholarships. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So he found his ex, his former girlfriend, more attractive. Was there? He's helping a girl out in the store yeah. and mm-hmm. then immediately turns her and he's like, you know, macking on her. He's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. He's putting yeah. out some game and then he just immediately turns around <laughs> and starts landing on his ex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was because she was a white girl? That's kind of what I thought was that he, uh, he identified the, impl- at least that's what I, I felt like he identified as white for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, it was some like Atlanta well, bait and switch race racial. I think he had just given up trying to be somebody who he didn't really feel like he was mm-hmm. perhaps. Well, and I think he was kind of hardened by the world because yeah. he wasn't able to go to college, which evidently it implied that he was college material. Mm-hmm. It was more financial than academic. I like that he kept brushing his hair when his head was shaved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I swear. He's, I would, tra- he's trying to get the waves. Yeah. Dude, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that writer's room. Mm-hmm. Just to see how they come to these episodes. I I imagine it would be uh, very fun and very interesting. Uh, it seems like it's probably just a bunch of people kind of like just bullshitting and saying a lot of what mm-hmm. ifs. And just seeing how extreme and how much they can make each other laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just saying, okay, that's the, that's the episode. Mm-hmm. That's where we're starting. Yeah. Like, let's keep going. Like, what else, Like what if this happened <laughs> to this guy? <laughs> like, I just fucking, I love it, man. I love the creative process. And you can, you can feel the creativity in this show. Because it's just it's so unlike, and it's so bold. Mm-hmm. It's what I love about it. It's like they're not scared to do anything, it seems like. And uh, I love the creativity of the show and that they're just not playing by the rules. They're just doing whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. I watched the last Atlanta. Yes, the season finale. Yeah. I didn't realize. I, I missed something at the beginning because I didn't realize 
that that was Van at the beginning. Ern's ex and yeah. mother of his child. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was her. Oh, really? <laughs> no, are you spoiling anything for me, boy? I don't think so. Because yeah, it's no. blatant in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything about what happens. I just didn't recognize her, Bo. Gotcha. They tell you in the show. I just, yeah. like, I missed that part. That was a what the fuck episode. <laughs> if there was yeah. any what the fuck episode yeah. in that season, that was definitely um, the what the fuck episode. Atlanta is like, a, it's like just a game. It's like, how much can they twist and fuck your brain? Mm. Like, that's the game. Yeah. It's like, it's like black, black mirror. Yeah. (laughs) Danny Glover described the season as an album. He compared it to making an album. Where every episode is like different, but it's sort of connected. So each episode's kind of connected to the next, mm-hmm. but they're all totally different. Yeah, and I got that. I got that impression very early on. I just really enjoy that show. I can't wait for more. <laughs> like I feel lost. I think August or September. Maybe. Why, can't, why can't there be like thirty of these? They do. Uh, they, it's actually. It's. I think it's all the third season, but they split it into two seasons. How much money do they have to get paid to make more of these in a season? Is it even possible? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it though. Damn. Yeah, so that's uh pretty much all I have looked to look forward to outside of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. It's what I am looking forward to. Everything else doesn't matter. How's that hams? It's good. I like it. You like them? Just tastes like beer. Mm-hmm. It's just a. I mean, it's just a beer. Like it's just like an American beer. I'm going straight over to pure genuine old style. Yeah, there you go. Crank them. All right. I think we need to get into some hoops. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Basketball. Should we talk about news? Yeah. There's a bunch of news. There is a lot of fucking news. We spent too much time. Keep it all straight. Bullshitting. This is going to be another long episode. Sorry. Where do you want to start, Bo? We'll talk about the players, the all-defensive team. All-defensive team? That was Mm -hmm. announced. Yeah. We're here to talk about basketball and players. The uh, Jaron and the... All defense first team Jackson five were announced. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who do we got? Ben Simmons. Oh wait, he didn't play this year. <laughs> no, no Ben. Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, interesting thing here was first team votes. Bam, Adam Bayou actually got more than Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh. He had 57 first-team votes, and Jaron had 55. Mm-hmm. But because of the way the points work out, 
Jaron got more votes than Bam for second team. Mm-hmm. So Jaron got bumped into the first team because hmm. it was enough. One point, one point deciding the difference between Jaron and Bam on the first team. So Jaron just barely made it in by one point. And even Giannis was close. Giannis what got 156 total points. Jaron had 153 and Bam had 152. So that's really, really close. Giannis, Jaron, and Bam. I thought that was super interesting. But Jaron made it. Second team was Bam, Drew Holiday, Matisse Stibule, Robert Williams III from Boston, if you don't know who that is, and Draymond Green. <laughs> I like Robert Williams is like the kind of unknown guy mm-hmm. on this list. He gets less exposure. Thibault too. Thibault, yeah. Yeah. Thibault, yeah. Um, I will say this about Bam. Tybal's an incredible shot blocker, if you know what I'm saying. Who? Tybal. Oh, yeah. Bo, what was that? I would say Bam only played 56 games, too. Mm -hmm. If he would have played, I think he played 66 or 70, he probably would have gotten that spot over Jaron. Perhaps. I mean, voters look at those things for sure. You know, I think Jaron played more games. He led the league in blocks, too. I mean, that's just, just a stat. It's not a, it is not necessarily like an indicator. You play 78 games and you lead league in blocks. That's first team all defense material. And if Jaron was second team all defense and Bam was first team all defense, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I think it's interesting that all of the players on the first team and second team are all playoff teams. All the players are on playoff teams. That's kind of, that's how it should be. Yeah. If, if possible. Well, you could also say that you can envision a scenario where someone was a French playoff team. Yeah. Player. I mean, you can have a lockdown player that's on a terrible team. I guess he probably doesn't get the uh, votes, though, huh? Because he's on a bad team. Is that how that works? It depends, man. If they're. It's like Davian they, Mitchell or something. If Gobert was in the Clippers and they they missed the the they lost in the play into the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. you know, and they were still hanging in there, and then a theoretical Clippers Gobert should be on the All Defensive Team. Yeah, I would imagine Rudy Gobert is just always going to be on the <laughs> All Defensive First Team, and that's good for him. Unless he should have something Chet, to play for. Unless Chet Holgram takes his spot. You think so? Next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could win. I don't know. It might take him a couple of years. Yeah, I think it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're saying this Chet guy. They're saying this guy's going to be a big defender in the league. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if, I don't know. If Rudy Gobert played for Orlando, maybe he wouldn't make the team. <laughs> right? That's what I'm wondering. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you have to be on a winning team and be like the best defender on that winning team to get votes. Let's keep with the NBA awards. All rookie teams were announced. No Grizzlies there. That's too bad. Scotty Barnes. All the first team votes. (laughs) 
Cade Cunningham, 100. Evan Mobley, 100. Those guys were unanimous first teamers. Mm-hmm. Franz Wagner. 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 Franz Wagner. What kind of Hossman are you? Hmm. I keep forgetting. It's fucking weird. It's because I grew Hossman? up with a guy named Wagner. All right. <laughs> Wagner. Yeah, I grew up with a guy named Wagner, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your name is German. Grew up watching Dewan Wagner. <laughs> Dewan <laughs> Wagner. Franz Wagner from Orlando. Dirk Nowinski. And Jalen Green <laughs> from Houston. Uh, those guys were all pretty uh, strong votes for the first team. Second team was Herbert Jones. Josh Giddy, Bones Highland, Io DeSumo, there you go, son, and Chris Duarte. Chris Duarte got zero. Bones Highland got zero first-team votes. Io got two first-team votes. So, hey, hey. But uh, going back to the first-team, I don't see any problem here. I think it's interesting that Cade is viewed as a better rookie than Jalen Green. You know? Got like twice as many first team votes. Uh, but the other, like, I, I can't argue this list. There's a world where I think Zaire Williams is on one of these lists. <laughs> Instead of maybe Bones Highland. That's the only one that really confuses me. But I think perhaps I didn't watch enough Denver games. I definitely didn't watch enough Denver games. And most people in Denver didn't because there was that Comcast debacle. Yeah. (laughs) Bones got a lot of minutes, I think, because they had a lot of injuries. Mm, Good point. Chris Duarte was hurt for a good portion of the year, wasn't he? Or did he just kind of go out at the end of the season? He played 55 games. All right. 24-year-old rookie. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is awesome. Hopefully continues to be awesome. Oh, yeah. He's built for the NBA. Hmm. Yeah, No controversy here. Nah. I mean, I think if, if, you, had to, if you had to pick the first team at the beginning of the season – Probably about what you would have come up with, don't you think? Perhaps. Uh, Franz Wagner. I wasn't privy to him. Yeah. We watched that magic game, if you all remember. Oh, hell yeah. That's where I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. No, he's like one of the best players on the fucking court. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good. (laughs) Yeah. That's a guy I'm buying all the stock in. If you're a GM and you're not trying to steal that dude from Orlando, you're fucking up. That's what I think. You're fucking up. Now, he may be untouchable. Orlando seems like a deep rebuilding team, but I think um, that's a guy that I would definitely be targeting. Like That's a wing player you just can lean on. That's what I think. I don't know. Beginning of the season, people might have people thought Suggs would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Giddy had a lot of, a lot of chatter. Mm-hmm. Well, people were hyping him up. But on that first team, 
Yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with it. It's it. It's right. There's no close. There's nothing like super close in there. It's it's what it should be. The second team, I think Zaire probably could have. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm just being a Memphis fan. Maybe I watch too many Memphis games. Mm. Not enough Denver games. <laughs> what else you want to talk about? What else is in the news, Bo? Speaking of Denver, there is some news with Denver and Minnesota. Yeah. Wolves news. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Tim Connolly, the GM, president, whatever, of Denver has been he signed a contract with wolves as their new president of basketball operations yeah it's like a 48 million dollar deal and he's got ownership ownership stake in the deal which is completely insane to me ownership equity that's that's cash (laughs) cash he's he's leaving denver as the Mm -hmm. pobo heading to minnesota Mm -hmm. same job title we talked about this last week guys leaving the top mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. title yeah to go to another team yeah. with the same job title yeah. we just talked about this last yeah. week and then this week it happens mm-hmm. he's getting a so i i assume it's performance uh based this equity in the ownership i assume i haven't heard that but would makes it would certainly make sense and then Denver lost their general manager before this season, Artiris Karnasovis, to Chicago. And now Denver has lost their POBO. So Denver just got gutted. We got Calvin Booth now. Okay. But the two guys that built that Denver team that's been in the playoffs for the last four, yeah. four years, gone. You're correct. It's gone. It's know. cool. They already got other guys. They already got Jokic and Bones. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. PJ. And there's another thing. As, as long as they have Jokic, you would think Connolly would stay, right? See that through? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> this is just a total fucking opposite. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like the scariest thing in the world. Maybe I'm nervous. Okay, now. this is a small okay. market. I think you talked so me we, nervous. We, okay, so we <laughs> did talk about this last week, and I reassured you that Kleiman would stay. Uh-huh. And here's my argument that Kleiman is not going anywhere. Number one, Mark Lore and Alex Rodriguez did not get Kleiman, right? No, they didn't. I don't know if they targeted him. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Okay. But the Denver Nuggets ownership is notoriously cheap. Correct. And their practice facility is one of the oldest in the league. And apparently they have to go somewhere else for training camp every year because none of their players, not all of their players can fit in that practice facility at once for well, training camp. A lot it's of just teams, not possible. A lot of teams travel for training camp. Well, they do, but the Nuggets every year do. Mm-hmm. And... um there's also the Michael Porter Jr. back back stuff. So I mm-hmm. that max contract, I, I I wouldn't want to stick around for that if I didn't have to. However, they got Jokic. <laughs> go ahead and just uh, yeah, I'll leave I'm, this uh, flaming turd here in the trash can for you. <laughs> Head on over to Minnesota. <laughs> Sorry, Jokic. 
I love you, man. Um, so I, I think ownership. Me. I think ownership has something to do with that. Jokic is going to the Timberwolves. I think it's two far, two two part. One ownership in Denver has something to do with it, and then two ownership in Minnesota has something to do with it. That Mark Lore and A Rod are changing the game a little bit by offering this mm-hmm. ownership stake stuff like that. That's not the norm. Mm-mm. Why would you turn that down? Yeah. Something that could be worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, no, I 20. would dude, I would take I would quit my job and go work in any restaurant in town if they offered <laughs> me ownership stake. Especially like, if it was based on my performance. Yeah. I'd be gone. Bet on yourself. Dude. All right. So like that's kind of a like a twofold thing. Uh and yeah. And then in and the and for the climb and Memphis side of things, when has Robert Perrin not spent money. Yeah. Like he's not, a, he, number one, he's one of the richest owners in the league, which is insane to say. Yeah, no, at one point he gave Mike Conley the biggest contract in NBA history. Correct. Right. Exactly. And now that contract is, doesn't, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't, so while my, you don't leave an MVP theory maybe is not true anymore. <laughs> maybe I think it's to me it seems like it's all about that ownership equity uh-huh. but if that's getting thrown around if that's going to be a new thing yeah shit. it may have to be now shit that, yeah they just set a precedent yeah seems like that was the significant gap in the two offers because the Nuggets did come back with an offer to try to keep him no dice I don't think the money was there I don't think the equity was ever ever involved in Denver. If I'm a Denver fan, I'm very concerned. Jokic or not, I'm concerned about what's coming down the road. If I'm a Wolves fan, I'm very happy. Now, I will say this, that Tim Connolly in the 2014 draft. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I already know where you're going. We texted about this earlier. (laughs) Let's see. Let's look at this real quick. Okay. So (laughs) let's look at this. So who did he draft? Tim Connolly. Mm. 10th overall. 11th overall. Excuse me. In the 2014 draft. That was Doug McDermott. Okay. Hey. And then. Dougie McBuckets. After he drafted McDermott. Dermot. Who's one of the most efficient players in the game right now. Mm-hmm. He's very efficient. Uh, at 16, Chicago selected Yusuf Nurf- Nurkic. Mm-hmm. And where did Nurkic end up? Denver for a while. That's right. And then he had a pick in the 40s, 41st pick, and that was Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. So he passed up on Jokic not once but twice. Nobody knew who he was. They played a Taco Bell commercial when he got drafted. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> on ESPN, they played a commercial and said it was like on a ticker. Nikola Jokic yeah. out of whatever, Serbia, whatever he is. Yeah, and if you could go, like Hollinger, obviously he does media now because that's what he does for a living at this point. He talks about taking Jarnell Stokes mm-hmm. over Jokic. Mm-hmm. And Memphis also had Jordan Adams, too. Mm. So Hollinger passed on him twice as well. 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you think Hollinger is still an advisor for Memphis? No. You don't think they talk to him at all? Absolutely. No fucking way. Okay. I was just curious because he seems awfully involved with Memphis. Like he watches just, their games. Well, I think he. And comments on them a lot on Twitter. I would be. Well, I think he. Well, he had Brooks and a lot of that stuff he set in motion to a certain point. He drafted Jackson too. He had a lot to do with that team. He's like emotionally attached. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Well, and I also, I think if he goes in the town, I I wouldn't say he's an advisor, but he probably has access that he doesn't have with other teams also. I just wonder if they reach out to him for like consulting or anything. No way. Zach Kleiman. I'm I'm telling you that them not getting the Lakers pick was the best thing to happen to Zach Kleiman because he is like, he's like, Throwing his hand, like he's got papers, like he just threw all his papers up on his desk in the air when that didn't happen. He said, "We got to redo it all." He's fired up. We, yeah, we've got it wrong. <laughs> How did we not see this coming? Uh, <clears throat> Bo, I'm looking at this 2014 draft. I remember being so upset because I was in Florida on vacation with my family, and I was watching like the draft on like a little flat screen, tiny flat screen TV in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you should have been watching it on Twitter because you don't have to watch it anymore. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Jordan Adams pick, I was so upset because Rodney Hood went right after. Oh, I remember that. That was a big controversy. <laughs> and Rodney then even, Hood. And then even like after that, it was like Kyle Anderson. Everybody liked Kyle, Rodney Hood. You know, it's a, it's a damn shame that Pop didn't pick Jokic. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> I love Jokic and Denver, but could you imagine Jokic in San Antonio? It'd be the most San Antonio thing ever. It'd be awesome, and we would hate it. <laughs> yeah. They'd be a contender. And who was the first pick in that 2014 draft? Do you guys remember? Uh-huh. He leads the, the first pick in that 2014 draft, leads that class in minutes played by a large margin. He was, a, uh, he was an all-star starter this year, Jeff. He was drafted by Cleveland, too. Wiggins. There you yep. go. <laughs> I had to think. I was like, uh, Anthony Bennett? <laughs> so uh, let me say this about Wiggins. Mm. We're on the Wiggins thing. Mm-hmm. In winning time, who was the veteran that Spence, had the drug problem? Spencer Haywood. Yeah, Spencer Haywood. Excuse me. Wiggins looks like Spencer Haywood a little bit in winning time. Huh. The actor that plays Spencer Haywood kind of looks like Wiggins. The hair. It's the long hair. Yeah, they kind of got them squinty eyes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but not not like Spencer Haywood. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, back to the Nuggets. That actor's name is uh, Avon Barksdale. Avon. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's Wood Harris. He's a great actor. <laughs> That is Avon Barksdale. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Whoa. To me, losing Carson Ovis and then Connolly, you. <laughs> it's too much. Those guys yeah, moved. To, those guys moved to better opportunities. Okay, so I I will agree with that. However, mm-hmm. 
who did they lose before they lost? All right, before they got Connolly, who was the GM before that? Uh, Masai Ujiri. Right. So they did bounce back. However, they should have kept Masai. Right. So we how can, many more? Can... How many more branches are in that tree up there in Denver, though? Well, Calvin Booth, man. We'll see. Calvin Booth. We'll see. I'm not buying it. <laughs> Did you know who Tim Connolly was before today? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> We've been through this before, but Calvin Booth, wasn't he the player? Yeah. Yeah. I know who Calvin I'm not Booth con- is. I'm not convinced. He's I'm just honestly, there because he played. I'm not convinced that Tim Connolly, I haven't followed the Nuggets, but when you draft Jokic in the second round, and he becomes a two-time MVP, you're going to have a good team yeah. even when they're terrible. Like this year, that I mean, yeah. Jamal Murray's has been great, but he's been hurt. And if you had Murray and Jokic, sure. But No, you've got yeah. to step up the whole time. Like It's like getting Ginobili for the Spurs. Like They were ahead of the game always after mm-hmm. that. Right, and right. I, I'm just not convinced that he's going to come to Minnesota. Yeah. And I mean, what's, what are you going to trade? Well, people like him as a person, first of all. And him right. and Finch have a relationship too, apparently. Yeah, but I'm just not convinced that he's like. He's the, a leader. That's what it is. He's a leader. He's going to set the tone for the organization. Okay, and that and and that's a rod and you know it's that that new ownerships. Yeah, no, I think the Wolves are in great hands. I think it's going to be a dangerous team going forward. I hope it is just because parody's great and I live in the market, though I don't like the Wolves and I can't actually stand them. But I think he'll need some time to put his stamp on the Wolves organization. But three years from now, two, three years from now, I think you're going to be mm-hmm. sitting pretty. He's well, going to weed out the bullshit, dude. <clears throat> I he's going to so. weed it out. That's what he's going to do. I hope it's the uh, Grizzlies and the. Wolves in the Western Conference Finals for years to come. Yeah, it just might be. <laughs> After these Warriors <sighs> end. <laughs> After they can't play basketball anymore. After they fossilize. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. That's what I think. I think that he is uh, valuable. Yeah. He's getting a haul. He's getting a lot, man. He's getting paid. He's getting generational wealth out of this. <laughs> One last piece of news for me. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but the draft lottery went on last week. The Magic got the number one overall selection. They won the lottery Tuesday in Chicago. And then it was Oklahoma houston sacramento and that's the top four like the worst teams it's good because those are terrible teams those teams that we don't want to watch it's great for orlando this could be a big piece for them if everything goes right i'm assuming they're taking chet uh the kings hopefully they can do something good with it Top prizes in this year's draft <laughs> include Auburn's Jabari Smith Jr., Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren, Duke's Paolo Paolo Banchero. Paolo 
Banchero. Caro? Chero. Some people say Caro. Why? I don't know. Maybe it is. It's not what I say, though. And Jordan Ivy from Purdue. Paolo, do you know anything about Banchero? <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked pretty good at Duke. Yeah. Looks like a, he's like an offensive-minded big man. Yeah. People seem to think Chet's going to be like a defensive 20 and 10 player within the next two, three years. That's what they think. We saw him play Memphis, and he got like nine and nine. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. weren't impressed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like speculating on this shit. Yeah. It's so fucking difficult, and things change when guys get to the league. You fouled so, out, too. Never fucking know, man. It's so sketchy. Yeah, right? The Grizzlies, for all the Grizz fans out there, have the 22nd pick via Utah and the 29th pick. So two late first-round picks, which they should be able to do some damage with that based on their history. Mm-hmm. Late first-round picks. Yeah, so that's like a major piece of the draft puzzle. Done. Yeah, Tankathon has the Grizzlies at 22 taken. Nikola Jovic, which I don't know anything about, but I think just just due to his name, it's close enough to Jokic, so you just fucking take him. I'll take him with the 29th pick. Who gives a shit? Yeah, fuck (laughs) it. It's like Jokic in disguise. Yeah. I get redrafted. Start over. (laughs) Start over on a new team. (laughs) I want out of Denver. Tim Connolly leave. I go back and draft. Check my contract. It's in the contract. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about the lottery. It happened. I think the four teams that got the fourth, the first four picks deserved them immensely. Like those are all terrible teams. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? I think Holgren could be good. Mm-hmm. He's intriguing enough as a prospect. They say he's going to get better. Of course they do. A lot of people like in the know, a lot of like smart people think that he's going to be good. So, or think, I mean, that, be like, think that he's the best. He's the best person to draft. I mean, they must, I mean, they must know. Pagasol was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Pagasol. I think he's uh, more defensive oriented than Powell, but I don't know. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah. Anything else in the news, guys? Lakers coaching thing, but who, who gives? Okay. I mean, what do they pick a coach? They're you sent you sent something. They're head down to three finalists or something. They're asking every single coach, "What would you do with Russell Westbrook?" That's what they're doing. Yeah, everybody they Probably. interview, they're saying, "How would you use Westbrook? Mm-hmm. What's your scheme? What's your plan?" That's what they're doing. So hopefully, they're just compiling all these answers into a some kind of a computer algorithm. Where it's like, okay, so we do this with, so this is what we do with Westbrook, no matter who's the coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have all these different schemes now. But, uh, yeah, they're very interested on how to make Westbrook work in L.A., and that's how they're picking their coach, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's one of the ways. It's very important to them to make that work. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to trade him. I don't think they can get a trade. Mm-mm without giving up like a bunch of picks. Yeah. 
That's their. That's how they're picking their coach. <laughs> so what do we do with Westbrook? How do we make it work with, with the team that we have? Hmm. Well, who are the finalists? Bunch of jokers. Bunch of yes yeah, men. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, because Mike Brown got fired by the Kings. Right? <laughs> they're still hoping that Frank Vogel. I think they re-interviewed saw, him. I saw somewhere they were hoping. They're still hoping Doc Rivers becomes available. <laughs> I, I think like, they interviewed what? Magic Magic Johnson. They should make Magic the coach. That'd be great. Avon Barksdale. He don't want that job. Avon Barksdale. Okay. Kevin Garnett roasted the Los Angeles Lakers for their reported list of coaching candidates. Man, are they serious? For real, though. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson, I saw his name. I don't hate that, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, they're going to end up taking some joker, and it's not going to make any fucking sense. Yeah. And they're talking about, yeah, Kenny Atkinson, Terry Stotts, Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. A bunch of cast-offs. Darvin Ham, he was an assistant where... He's like the last Budenholzer guy to not have a head coaching job, I think. Yeah, he's in Milwaukee. Hmm. I guess Juwan Howard turned it down. <laughs> did you uh, see that? Juwan did. Well, yeah. yeah, but his sons are playing for Michigan. Yeah. I don't know if a first-time head coach is the right move for the Lakers. <laughs> I don't think it fucking matters. <laughs> Go. They need, like, Lionel Hollins or something. Better go talk to Phil. Hey, Phil, what you doing? Dude, for real. There's no way he wants that. Lakers are like, all right, Mark Jackson, you're going to whip Westbrook into shape. Take him to church with you. Yeah. Three times a week. I got no answer there, Laker fan. Lakers and nothing. It doesn't look good. Uh-uh. Doesn't look good. Jeff, before we move on, I've got a little bit of news. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't have can I have I don't have any beer. Can I have a beer? You don't have any beers. And our game ended. Yeah. I guess Boston won. Boston won. It's like one oh two to eighty two. You want an old style or a hams? Um, I'll do an old style. I just had a hams. Old Bo, style for Bo, you. Oh, I get the attraction to hams. It's it was you a like, good beer, yeah. Yeah. Hams it's for me. Solid. Have you had one yet, Jeff? Yeah, it was I had one to start with i'm having another i like the gold top all right let's move on so there's two series left mm-hmm. they were games this week uh-huh. let's recap what happened we're gonna go by series this week in the west it's the Dallas Mavericks versus the Golden State Warriors. Wednesday was the first game of the series. I was pretty excited. I couldn't wait to see how the Warriors and Mavs matched up. Young Luka, who's maybe not ready, versus the veteran Warriors. I just wanted to see it. I wasn't sure if we had really ever seen these teams play at full strength. Ever. These two teams. I looked it up. I'm really not sure. Like, there were games where Clay played and Steph played, but some of the Mavs were out and they had like Porzingis. And then Porzingis was 
gone and then it was just like never really these two exact teams ever playing during the regular season for various reasons so i was curious i wanted to see it and then uh the game starts and my tnt app doesn't work so i was like furiously trying to figure out how to watch the game I had to listen to it on the ESPN app like it was like the 1940s. Just sitting by the radio, listening to the game. But finally, the glitch was fixed, and I was able to watch the game. The Warriors are in control of the series, right? Uh-huh. They played three games. Dallas didn't win any. Night-night. Uh-uh. Go to bed, Dallas. It's over. It's undefeated, 3-0. Undefeated in like 150 games. 150 series. Uh It's undefeated, 3-0. I saw something on Wednesday in the news. Gary Payton, the second of the Warriors. Uh He calls the play that involved Dylan Brooks that resulted in Payton breaking his elbow and Brooks being suspended. He called it an NBA playoff foul. Gary Payton did. He said, just didn't catch myself. And then, you know, things happen. But it's past me. It's behind me. So he's not holding a grudge. And he, I think he realized, uh, maybe Brooks reached out to him. Who knows? Uh-huh. I was like, hey, man, I wasn't trying to do what everybody yeah. says I was trying to do. It was what I thought. That happened in that situation where he was just trying to stop the play, man. So that was interesting on Wednesday that had to do with that series. Speaking of that foul, uh-huh. I don't know if you've noticed. <clears throat> it may have happened more than once, but I noticed last night, and there was a game earlier last week too where there was like a hard foul into the basket, mm-hmm. and they showed that that play, mm. the Dylan Brooks fouling Gary Payton Jr. Right. It's like a comparison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the result Gris- of that? Grizzly's still getting some screen time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big deal, man. The media made a big deal uh-huh. about it. Yeah, for sure. The league made a big deal about it. But uh, according to Gary Payton, too. It's just a, yeah, just a playoff foul. Playoff foul. You know, I found another thing that was pretty interesting about Dylan Brooks while we're on the subject. Did you know his agent's name is Michael George? I did not know that. It's a George Michael backwards. Hmm. Huh. Let's see. Friday, the Warriors had a comeback win against Dallas. That was when Dallas was in control. Uh Game two. What do we think about this series? I mean, I'm just not going to up and say that it's a sweep. Because I think I still think that Dallas can get one at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not ruling that out. No, but I think Dallas only wins one game. Mm-hmm. I think that turns into a gentleman sweep. I think Dallas is missing something. They uh. need they need another piece with Luca. You get into these late rounds and you can't. One guy just can't do it all. I'm listening. Jokic couldn't do it all. No. Luca can't do it all. They need to get out there and find him something this offseason. I'm thinking like a wing player. 
I'm thinking if they had like a a Kevon Looney, like well, like a big man, <laughs> like an athletic big man that could like defend around the rim, Boban, and could shoot threes, Porzingis. Whoa, <laughs> Porzing. Maybe Porzingis oh. without the attitude. <laughs> they had it. They they had that. I don't think he's. I don't think that he's necessarily the answer, but I think a player like him mm-hmm. is what they need. Chet Holmgren. I don't know who that player is. Wiseman. I know who that player could be. Who? Uh, there's a player in Phoenix who wants out. Oh, Aiton. Yeah. And then Phoenix gets what, like Spencer Dinwiddie or Brunson? Sign and trade Brunson? He's a restricted free agent. Just fucking make an offer. Aiton. Aiton, yes. Is restricted. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dallas should totally give. An what offer. if Dallas just makes, they just make a huge offer? In worst case scenario, Phoenix has to sign him to that offer. Can they? I don't know. No. Dallas' no. salary cap is yeah. shit. They have already like over $150 million mm. on the books for next year. They can't offer anybody anything. That's a bummer. Unless they start moving pieces mm-hmm. draft night. But yeah, I guess you're right. Sign and trade Brunson. Maybe. Just start moving Chris Paul out of there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at the list of big men, and it's not. Yeah, Luca's big max deal kicks in next year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be making almost forty million his first season. <laughs> There's players that'll work, but how do you how do you get them? Like I think, yeah. Like just in the league, I think. I think looking at the league, I think Christian Wood would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe how do the- you get them? They just gotta make Houston's trades. not coming off of him. He may, he's making what, like 14, 15 million or something like that? Dallas has, they have like those mid salary players that they can move, like Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney Smith, like yeah. guys that make pretty decent money that will be good trade pieces yeah. as far as making salaries work, you know? Bertans. Mm-hmm. Bertans makes. That's <laughs> right. Sixteen yeah. million. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they got players like <laughs> they can make salaries match in trades for, for sure. Finney Smith and Kleba that Tim Hardaway Jr. is like a twenty Their salaries million do work, but they don't make shots. <laughs> yeah, in a but conference finals game to make a trade for like a good center or something mm-hmm. like they have they have movable pieces that are not terrible contracts, you know. Like Dwight Powell would be an expiring contract that they could trade to somebody. Yeah, not a, lot, not a lot of free agents out there that make sense for them, but I think they got to they got to do something. Nothing they can really afford unless somebody's going for like a veteran minimum, just to play with Luca. I mean, Luca's going to be good. They're going to be a playoff team no matter what uh-huh. if he's healthy. They're just not going to get over the hump. Without something else. Right. It looks that way. Even Lucas said, we're young. Mm-hmm. Lucas 23. It's got a lot to learn. On the other side with the Warriors, Kevon Looney is getting all his praise. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of praise. I think he's just another product of the Warriors system. The same way like JaVale McGee was. And, or Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Andrew Bogut mm-hmm. comes to mind. 
Well, if you mean if you're talking just about big men, yeah. Well, with Looney, I feel bad. He's an unrestricted free agent <laughs> next year. So he's playing himself into a contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel bad for whichever team overpays him yeah. this summer <laughs> to come do what he's doing in Oakland mm-hmm. in their town for their team. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get the same result on a different team. Nah. What do you think, Bo? Hello? Bo? Bo's dead. He left. Oh, I, for some reason I was muted. Oh. I don't know how that happened. I've been muted for a while, maybe. Anyway, I was, what I said was, when I was <laughs> muted, was that I think the Knicks should target Looney for like a max contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. And I think you got you got they just Mitchell might. Robinson. You have Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Nerlens Noel. <laughs> you have Kavon Looney. Come on, let's be start, serious. Start all those guys. <laughs> and I think, I, and I, you, you want me to be serious? Fine, I will be serious. <laughs> and I think Tibbs is the player coach point guard. <laughs> Hey man, there's no like. There's no doubt that teams love to sign these role players when they have big games in the playoffs. No, no, that's very true. And Looney's good on the Warriors, but it doesn't mean he'll be good on like the Wizards or the Hornets. <laughs> but I think it's fascinating what the Warriors have been able to do year after year, where they can just add players around their three stars and just make it work with Kerr's system. Year after year. And I think a lot of that goes to Steph Curry. I've said it. I think I said it last week. But you know what? Looney and everybody else, James Wiseman's got next. Hmm. He's yeah. got next. Yeah. That's, that's as a good guess. He's got downs <laughs> on the court. <laughs> Sunday, the Warriors beat. Dallas, again, to go up 3-0 on the Mavs. I was thinking, like Brian is, that the Mavs will probably win the next home game, game four. I won't say probably, but they got a shot. Yeah. And then the Warriors close it out at home. Uh That's what I'm thinking. But we'll see. If I was a betting man, and I am, Mm -hmm. I'm taking the Mavs to win game four not to just go out like that yeah and your 50 point luca game and you're betting on san francisco collecting all that sweet 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 home game closeout cash (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a lot of cash (laughs) that's a lot of cash (laughs) like you seen all those people outside their stadium oh shit seen all them people outside chase stadium pop positive again (laughs) <laughs> got I got that Horford positive. Oh, it was a uh, it was a false game. negative. It was a, a false positive. <laughs> got that Horford positive. Not one game. You know, something else that caught my eye, and a lot of people, including big name sports personalities, are saying the real conference finals was the uh, Memphis Warriors series. Oh, I like mm. that. A lot of people mm. are saying that. Mainly because Dallas is down 
three zero. I believe there's some truth to that. It's possible. I can buy in a little mm-hmm. that that was the real Western Conference Finals. But I would go a step further in my analysis. Who? I would go on to say perhaps the Warriors series against Memphis better prepared and battle-tested the Warriors for the conference finals against Dallas. That's why Dallas is getting swept so far down 0-3. I think the Grizzlies really pushed the Warriors to playing harder and finding the next gear as a team. I don't think Dallas ever had a chance after Memphis got the Warriors into their battle mode and the Warriors found their mojo. Mm -hmm. That's what I think happened. So, yeah, maybe that was a real conference finals, but also maybe if the Warriors had less trouble with Memphis, maybe Dallas gives the Warriors a harder time because the Warriors aren't as ready to rumble. I you know what that. I mean? I bet I bet if you asked is Warriors players and staff that, they'd agree with you. Is that what Dallas is missing? Is they hadn't had as much of a battle? They didn't have to play the Grizzlies in the first round? <laughs> or second round, whatever it was. Is that what the Dallas is missing? Nobody lit a fire under their ass yet? I really believe this, I, that I mean, the yeah, Warriors... The- are who they are right now because Memphis pushed them to that. Yeah. Well, all that rebounding they're doing. Yeah. In game three, all those offensive rebounds are eating off those missed threes. Like yeah. they got one after another after another. Yeah. They and they figured had it and out. They figured that out because of the Grizzlies. Yeah. How to use Looney. Because that's how the Grizzlies killed the Timberwolves. Yeah. I think the Warriors uh Went through something with the Memphis series, and that's why they're blowing these Dallas Mavericks out. Because they just came in more fired up. Mm. Dallas had two easy that game six and game seven versus Phoenix, you know, especially game seven. Those are easy games for Dallas. It sure appeared so. Mm. I think most people and, and it and it appears based on what media outlets are saying that the real Western Conference Finals was Memphis versus Golden State, then I would say, yes, definitely. The series between Dallas and Phoenix was less of a tough series. Uh So, yeah. I think that has something to do with why the Warriors are just rolling through Dallas. Maybe, Maybe Dallas is missing some pieces. Maybe... Dallas just wasn't tested as much. Dallas didn't know what they were searching for deep in their in their heart mm-hmm. and guts. And Warriors knew what they were looking for, and Memphis brought it out. They're like, oh, it's perfect. Yes. This is what we needed. Now I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody to tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> I needed somebody to try to punk me out so I could overcome it. And now I'll be stronger for it. They needed Al Capone in their face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Singing whoop that trick. <laughs> they needed somebody to give them a game six so we could see game six clay. 
I would say that's what Dallas is missing. <laughs> the Grizzlies. <laughs> they needed the Grizzlies. The second round. And the semis. I think you said it great with that the Grizz got them ready. And I think Steph Curry is one of the greatest shooters of all time. And the Warriors are winning. And I would prefer that they don't. I don't want to see the Warriors play any more basketball. You called it a sweep. I did. <laughs> You might be, you might be right. <laughs> Somehow you I, I called ca- it a fucking sweep in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I just was, I, I just think the that they they're healthy. I mean, Clay's not Clay, but he's good enough. Yeah. And if Steph is doing those things that he does, I didn't see the Grizzlies. I thought the Grizzlies could get two games off of him, which they did, and. I felt like if they could get past the Grizzlies in six, that they would, they would just be on a tear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's happening. Yeah, let's move on to the East. In the East, it's Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. They also played three games last week. <laughs> Miami won two. Boston won one. Miami won the first game at home. Lost the second game at home. And then went to Boston and won. Now, we just watched the game tonight, game four, and we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, Boston almost came back in that game they were losing, game three. Boston almost came back. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, no way. <laughs> no way Boston loses the next game. <laughs> I was thinking they should be very motivated by almost coming back to win that game. But Jason Tatum has to be MVP Tatum. What did Tatum do tonight? Was he MVP Tatum? He was a better Tatum. He's a pretty good Tatum, Jeff. I don't know about those three-pointers. You want to rip off some stats? Go ahead. All right. He scored 31 points. That's a good... Start. Yeah. Yeah, they rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. One of seven from three. That's not what I like. No. That's exactly what he did in game three. One of seven from three. <laughs> 14%. But he made more field goals. He also got to the line a ton more. Mm-hmm. He got to the line, like, I don't know, two times. In game three, game four, he gets to the line 16 times. It's 14 of 16, so yeah. 16 shots, 14, so eight times probably, something like that. Yeah. Tatum had 10 points in 40 minutes in game three and a loss. 21% from the field, including that 14% from three. Thankfully, Jalen Brown had 40 points to save the team in game three. I still contest. Like, I'm not sure which one of these guys is the better player. I think it's nice to have both of them. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I think, yes. I think Tatum's a better player. Yeah, I think the only way we'll ever know for sure which player is better is if or when they get split up. Yeah. 
until then, like it just seems like always back and forth with these guys. Uh-huh. Like one picks up the slack or one it gets hot and the other one's just like, all right, do it. <laughs> just do it. I hope it never happens. I hope they never get split up. Yeah, so I was thinking Jason Tatum rebound game tonight. And uh, he was balling out as we were recording. (laughs) Great stats. Does Miami have a shot now? I mean, the season's... 2-2. Yeah, the season's... The series is even. What are we thinking here? I, I watched game three looking at my notes mm-hmm. the heat were up big Celtics tried to come back mm-hmm. and I felt like Boston had they just kept turning I, I didn't really watch this game tonight I don't know what happened right but in game three and this game is such a blowout it doesn't really matter but the second half mattered in game three so much Boston kept turning the ball over and they just kept making bad mistakes even though they were, they came so close. I just felt like they couldn't close it. That even without Butler in the second half, the Miami was the better executing team and the better defensive team. But you know, Smart wasn't out there tonight. Oh, and didn't matter. I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's close. Boston came out fired the fuck up after almost coming back. And that previous yeah, game, they I think almost the did. momentum keeps going. They outscored it, it, they dude Boston outscored Miami eleven to twenty nine in the first quarter. Yeah, at one point it was like <laughs> fourteen to one. No, it was like eighteen <laughs> to one or something. Oh, well, ooh, it's over. <laughs> it's not over, but that's not a way to start a playoff game. No. Randomly, one of my notes, and maybe I'm just programmed from watching the Grizzlies. The Heat could really use a Brandon Clark off their bench. Just some kind of athletic rim runner. Hmm. Like an Amari Stoudemire. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It would make a big difference. They don't have that. Udonis Haslam? Uh, Well, Haslam, yeah. Where are you at? A young Haslam. (laughs) I think that's what Bam is supposed to be. I don't know. Uh, he contributes in other ways because Clark's a one-dimensional player. Yeah, Bam is an all-defensive player, like a MPJ on Miami, a pogo stick. Yeah, so they need like a six-nine tweener. They need like a Hakeem Warwick. <laughs> that would be great. They need a guy that's uh, six nine, athletic, Stromile Swift. There you go. Mm-hmm. If only Miami had Stromile Swift, then they would be better. I think it would help. <laughs> well, they signed that Duncan Robinson for a shitload of money, and they don't even use him. Mm-hmm. They need to go after uh, Kuzma. <laughs> Kuzma's got to be available, right? <laughs> Very interesting, Bo. I, I like that. But is that just because of this matchup with Boston where they're kind of positionless and they have a lot of those guys like you're describing? Yeah. 
Is it just it because could, of the matchup? Could be. I just felt like it's just a bad matchup. Was missing some guy that was just gonna you could just throw it up to, which was like when the Grizzlies would stagnate, you could run run something. And Clark would mm-hmm. would be there. Yeah, it might just be a bad matchup for Miami. And could be. Well, it's two two though. Yeah. We'll see. Jimmy Butler can't forget about him. Did he? He's a bad matchup for anybody. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to pay too much attention because we were. I mean, I watched a little bit in the first half, but did, did yeah. Jimmy look healthy? Because he went out in the game last night. So, right. I mean, his box score don't look healthy. No. Looks like he's playing just to play. Kyle Lowry's probably not healthy either. I mean, yeah, they're starting lineup score. Ouch. 18 points. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, six. Bam, nine. Kyle, three. Spolstra leaned on Oladipo. Yeah. Mm. Well, your boy Duncan Robinson got some run. And then uh, Hero was out. Yeah, I mean, from one of us all, Oladipo looked good. Maybe they need to work him into the starting lineup. I don't know. Perhaps uh, Miami should have just rested Jimmy Butler and just taken this L. Mm. <laughs> you know? Let him get healthy. Bring like, him rest everyone. Like, let, let's just bail on this game. Mm. Give us a couple extra days of rest rather than this, like, linging. But, you know, if that doesn't do work out, if, you get killed yeah, for yeah. it. And also, I mean, do you think if Jimmy Butler was able to play, he would have sat on the bench? There's no way. He wouldn't be able to be in Boston. They'd yeah, have to right, ship them right. back to yeah. Miami. Yeah. Like, no, go. <laughs> go rehab, whatever. They had, no, cause, I mean, because he's already in Boston. Yeah, go he's, home. He's, no, he's not getting on the plane. Go home. He's not doing <laughs> it. I don't know. Could have been a good strategy. Yeah. To just punt the game, I think go this, back to Miami. I think the series is still up in the air. I do sure. I do still give the advantage to Boston. I do. I do still think Boston wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boston's got a little bit of everything. I called it a seven-game series. I'm sticking with that. Hell yeah, Bo, what'd you call it, a sweep or something? I don't remember. I think it's possible seven, six or seven. Boston in five. I said Boston in five. <laughs> no, you said Boston in seven. We all picked seven. <laughs> I think Miami well, might need a little rest after tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They kind of look like they just look like shit. Yeah. Good yeah. teams have bad games. They shouldn't in a in a conference finals, but it happens. No, well, maybe Miami can take some of that momentum. They won the second half by four points. Maybe they can take some of that momentum back home. They just came out of the game and got just blown out. Came out flat. Couldn't hit anything. They got destroyed. Boston was hitting everything. Yep. Probably going seven. <laughs> Everybody just wins at home from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're all sticking with our Boston guts. I think it's time to call it a night. Does anybody have final thoughts? Jeff, no. I saw you uh, <clears throat> checking your fancy baseball score over there. How'd you do last week? Oh, I lost by one stat category. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I won by one stat category. Yeah. I thought I'd get more uh more home runs. 
Yeah. I thought my ERA would be lower. Couple, it, was, it was not. A couple things didn't go my way. I've made some changes in my roster going yeah. forward. Got rid of that high ERA pitchers. Uh, one of my pitchers just had, he like, he played, a, he pitched a lot of innings and just had a bad game. Mm-hmm. Kind of ruined me. More homers would have been nice. I still have like four guys out with like, you know, that 15 day, 10 mm-hmm. day. Ils, so I said I'm not a hundred percent. I said you would get rooked at the beginning of the week, and you didn't yeah, get you rooked. Didn't. You didn't get rooked. Yeah, you told me I was going to get destroyed. Yeah, I said you would get rooked. Yeah, because you said <laughs> your turn this week, Brian. <laughs> Congratulations, we both moved nowhere in the standings, hmm. going five hundred, nearly five hundred for the week. Don't have to beat them by 50. You just got to beat them by one. That's true in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> now this week I'm playing, uh, I'm playing like the worst guy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm playing the best team <laughs> this week. <laughs> I'm playing the number one team this week. I'll let you know how it goes, Brian. You, you might, you Next might get week. rooked this week. <laughs> I might. I don't know. I made some changes, like I said. I've never been the type to just accept losing in hmm. fantasy sports. Very competitive. Very fiery. Very active. Bo, you have any final thoughts? No. No. Let's hope for uh, hmm? some good basketball games going forward. Yeah. Hoping for some good games, for sure. One more week of conference finals, and then we'll be Playing for the championship. Yeah, we have playoff basketball every night this week. Well, we have playoff basketball every night as long as, you know, mm-hmm. the teams are still in. Those Warriors games probably won't be happening. Uh-uh. <clears throat> yeah, no, the games are going to be less and less, which is whatever. I mean, hey, we got that, and then we got the draft, and then uh, probably some vacation time. Probably some every other weeks. <clears throat> right on. For a little while. Yeah. Or uh, two weeks off, one on. Yeah. Something like that. In the off season. Want to give you and Bo time to compile good notes for a good show mm-hmm. in the off season. Yeah, the finals, the championship, the finals mm-hmm. takes like three weeks. Yeah. So we'll be around for a little while. I don't know. We might take one of those weeks off because uh, it's just one series. Yeah. You guys are going to go see Top Gun this weekend. I got fucking shit to do. No, we're doing one next week, but the week after next week, it's possible. Um, If not that one, the one after. Somewhere in the next three weeks, we're going to have one off. (laughs) Brian, thank you for being here. Jeff, thanks for having me. Preach. Bo, thank you for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having me as well. Thanks for your contributions. I'll talk to you this week. Sounds great. I'll call you Wednesday for our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys you guys have a meeting? <laughs> you guys have been having meetings? <laughs> 
All right, thank you everybody for listening. Motherfucker.